For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's poppin'? This is Maddie Moles, and you guys are listening to the OKC Topic Thunder Podcast. This is going to be a solo pod tonight, but that's okay. Uh, we've got a lot of material to get into. Busy week, a productive week, a week that the the Thunder U 2.0 really... Uh, really took charge and started to show their development, started to show really what they could be. They really showed what their ceilings kind of could be. A lot of really good performances from some guys. Not too many people would have thought that going into this week, facing a Pelicans team that's got a ton of talent, a Red Hot Knicks team, and a Nets squad, with uh, Kevin Durant potentially coming back, that OKC would go 3-0 and because we in Team Tank, but that's exactly what went down. <sighs> All right, we'll start with the Pelican game. Oklahoma City went on the road in uh, this. They would be on the road for all three of these games, but... They came away 111-110 victors. Again, it's really, really stinking weird to see us playing against Steven Adams. Speaking of Steven Adams, homeboy got a triple-double on us. Yeah, he messed around and got a triple-double on us. Unreal. Never could have happened in Oklahoma City. Never could have happened. He never would have been able to facilitate that much offense. As good of a passer as he is, like, oh my gosh, 10 assists, 11 rebounds, 10 points. If I would have told you before that game started that Steven Adams got a triple-double, you would be like, man, how much did OKC lose by? Oh, wait, did Brandon Ingram get get tossed out of this one? Just like the first game? No, played 36 minutes. Zion played 32. And both of those guys did work, 29 points. And... 24 points for those guys, but man, OKC, they came to play. They shot the lights out. Oklahoma City, (laughs) what really won the game was the three-point line, and we only won by one point, but we shot 41% from three, 19 uh, out of 46 attempts for Oklahoma City, compared to four of 22, 18.2% for the New Orleans Pelicans. 
Wow. Uh, Ingram only attempted two. He he missed both of those. Ball was two for nine. Bledsoe was two for four. Hart and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, uh, 0 for 7 combined. Really, really tough shooting night for the Pelicans. And how the Pelicans play defense now, they stack the paint. They load everybody up and basically say, you're going to have to beat us shooting the three. And we are going to bank on you missing a couple and getting your confidence down and trying to force stuff. And nothing's going to come easy in the paint. Well, things came easy behind the arc for OKC. 41.3%. Incredible. Baisley, 3 of 11. Dort, 1 for 2. He's so efficient these days. It's so refreshing. It's like game 7 of that Rocket series unleashed something in him. And now the dude, like, I don't know what his limitations are. Right? I don't know. I literally don't know. Um, Al Horford, 2 for 7. Not great, but enough to space. George Hill, 3 of 7 from 3. 2 of 7 from Shea. 1 of 1 from Roby. And oh my gosh, man. Isaiah Roby is getting some good run right now. He's He looked a little suspicious. He looked a little... Mm, in that in the the preseason games but man he knows his role he hustles his butt off he's always in position and he can space the floor he just does things within the realm of the offense and what we ask him to do and it's incredible to watch him just come in kind of cold off the bench and he can you know two for two from the field one of one from three-point line you know in 11 minutes he scored five points two boards like he's doing work He's got a spot on this team. He has a role. I I don't I don't hate the Isaiah Roby experience right now. Um, two for two from Teo behind the three point line. Hami actually didn't have a great game in this one, but he would answer well. <laughs> he he would he would answer the call in the next two games. But uh, twenty one points, four of eight shooting. From the field, 0 for 1 from 3, 1 for 4 from the free throw line. Just not efficient on offense there. I think part of that had to do with, again, the fact that the Pelicans kind of stacked the paint and nothing really came easy for for Hami in that game. But the one guy I would really like to highlight from this game for Oklahoma City is uh, Moose himself, Mike Muscala. 21 minutes, he was 6 of 9 from the field, 5 of 7 from 3. And the dude, the yeah, some of them were wide open because that happens with the Pelicans. Some of them were like step into in rhythm, like five feet behind the three-point line and drain it. The guy was just in fuego uh, and even hit it as the, as the shot clock was expiring uh, on one of those. One for one from the, from the stripe. Three boards, one assist, one block, 18 points in 21 minutes. That is pretty good basketball out of Muscala. And really, we were in a point in that third quarter where the game got close, and I thought, okay, the Pelicans are going to end up taking control of this game and running away with it. And Muscala hit like three threes in three trips down the floor. It was it was incredible like Mike Muscala makes us too good to tank he just makes us too good to tank we got there's a reason why Presti went to Minnesota to get the guy right as free agency opened he's he's a stud 
Like, some contender could certainly use him, could use that spacing. He's a lethal shooter. He certainly is. So that that game was was pretty great. We we uh, we pretty much handled business, you know, from the third quarter. We built up a big lead, and then we're able to sustain, to sustain it for a one-point victory there on the road. And Oklahoma City, by the way, they're 5-1 and one on the road right now. I know that like COVID doesn't allow for really fans to be there, and so the home court advantage goes away a little bit. But still, you know, traveling and all that stuff, not sleeping in your own bed—I don't know. But pretty interesting being five and one on the road, nonetheless. We aren't tanking. I—I <laughs> uh, I had a tweet. You know, Team Tank has to be looking at this squad like, "Why won't you die?" You know, like from Austin Powers. That chick, like, she took, uh, she took like <laughs> a rocket launcher or something to the stomach. Uh, it's been a while, but it's just like, just keeps ticking. You want to trade away all, you know, our two all NBA players? That's cool. Give us a point two percent chance to make the playoffs. That's cool. We'll take the five seed, please. Thank you. We'll go to seven games, please. Thank you. Well, you want to write this team off? <laughs> I mean, we're winning games, and it's not because the veterans are doing all the heavy lifting. The young guys are balling out, too. So that gets us through the Pelican game. Okay, then we'll go into the Nick game, where they won, like, four or five at that point. And they hadn't won five of six games in, like, three or four years. It was, like, 2017, I want to say, uh, going into that game. And uh, Baisley did not have a good one. Dort really didn't go off. Hill didn't go off. But man, uh, there were two guys that really did a lot of work. Shea freaking Gilgis Alexander. 34 minutes played. 9 of 14 from the from the field. 3 of 3 from the three-point line. 4 of 6 from the free throw line. But he had 10 boards, 7 assists, a block, 25 points. Just... Hey, I'm here. I'm an all-star caliber guard. Hey, pay attention to me. And I think people are starting to pay attention. Al Horford, 3 of 7 from 3. Like, that's pretty consistent for him. 6 of 15 from the field. Not great, but 8 boards to go with this 15 points. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. That's not bad. The guy I really want to highlight in this, this one, though. Man. Hamadou Diallo is on a whole nother level right now. He's He is getting to the bucket kind of whenever he wants. He's facilitating for others. He's super engaged on the defensive end. The guy is all over the place in a good way. And he's starting to become a little more efficient. He's able to shoot to shoot wide open uh, three-pointers with, with pretty decent consistency here. And the guy just went off in the garden, as I'm sure that he has envisioned you know, most of his life, but he thought he would be playing for the Knicks instead of against the Knicks. But 23 points there with 11 boards and two assists for Hamadou Diallo in 29 minutes. Super, super involved. If this was 2K, he would have an A-plus teammate grade. Really incredible performance from him. And really acting as our 
facilitator of our offense in the second unit. And it's something that we've seen a lot as of late. It's something that the development team last year wanted him to, to show with the, the, the summer league and, and all of that progression. And now that's being carried over to the current administration, you know, under coach Dagnall, like it's, it's incredible being able to watch Hami be more than just a, a slasher and a dunker. He's actually doing a lot more than that, impacting the game on both ends of the floor. So love to see it. As far as the Knicks go, Julius Randle still really good at basketball. 18 points, 12 boards, 7 assists, a steal. Really filled up the stat sheet. Didn't shoot a lot from three. But that offense, they just go through so many stretches where they just cannot manufacture offense. It's just such a struggle. Their spacing is tough. Like Their best three-point shooter is Kevin Knox right now. The guy is shooting 40%. And that's fine. He's exceeding expectation, but that's not sustainable. And for him to be your best shooter, you're looking at a world of hurt. So the Knicks, they were a fun story for a couple of days there with some of their wins. But it seems like they're going to be our competition potentially for a higher lottery pick. Not really a whole lot to get into for this one. We're going to go ahead and move on to the last game that the Thunder played. And it was the Thunder finishing up the road trip going to Brooklyn. So they traveled real far, um, playing the Knicks one day, and then a couple days later playing the Brooklyn Nets. But here we are. Baisley didn't have a great statistical game, but he was very assertive. Got his boards, got a couple of assists, two blocks, very, very engaged on the defensive end and was was really lined up to defend Kevin Durant a lot. He did pretty good. He only had one personal foul. Kevin Durant still got his, but it wasn't as it wasn't as dangerous of a 36 points as it really could have been. A lot of that was when the Nets were in catch-up mode and Kevin Durant tried to take it over and he got some shots to fall and it was fine. But Baisley, in his limited time, you know, lined up against number seven for the Nets. And I, side note, I really am not a fan of those jerseys. They're they're alternates that with that alternate court, like that blue and the red. I'm just, I'm not down for that. You know, like I get it, but that's whatever. I'm sure the Nets fans love it, but I think that they, I think those jerseys suck. I'm probably in the minority there, but whatever. Um, the rest of the guys from that game, Dort, two for three from three, 13 points, three boards. George Hill, 14 points on six to 12 shooting. Not too bad. Al Horford, I'd like to highlight him real quick. 22 points in 28 minutes, nine of 17 from the floor. Again, his... His steady as it goes, three of seven from three-point line. He's still shooting up seven. He's giving us some spacing. I love it. Six boards, three assists, a steal, and a block for Horford. Really seemed like it was a showcase game early for him, and then they just kept going back. He even he took three shots within a couple of minutes of the game. A couple of shots inside and a three-pointer. But one thing I thought was interesting was that Kevin Durant was actually on him uh, on the defensive side. (laughs) And so Horford just posted him up and had a couple of drops 
in the paint right on Kevin Durant's face. It was it was pretty dope. I really liked to see that. It was it warmed my heart thinking about Horford and how he could have been a teammate of Kevin Durant's at one point. I won't get into that anymore, but just like it kind of was like a like a like a, a little middle finger sort of a little bit maybe to to Kevin Durant in that scenario. Like, oh, you want to go play with those dudes? You didn't want to play with me? That's cool. That's fine. You know, eat this twice. <sighs> Shea Gilgis freaking Alexander. 31 points on 11 of 16 shooting. Two for four from the three-point line. He got to the free throw stripe. Eight attempts. Converted seven. Five boards. Excuse me. Six boards. Seven assists. Two steals and a block. Really did everything right in this game the surprising thing is he did all of that and he was only a plus one in the plus minus really because (laughs) well really because of the guy um who was on the bench that really helped our bench scoring out being an absurd plus 17 in the plus minus i'm talking about hamadou diallo he's still balled out in new york 25 points uh four assists Four freaking steals. The guy is super engaged on the defensive end. That's leading to transition buckets. Really helping us out there, getting out in the run game. And I, you just, you, you love to see it. He also, you know, the four assists to go with his three boards. Again, more than just a shooter, more than just a slasher, a dunker, more than just the quote-unquote 3 and D guy. He's kind of doing it all here. And the Thunder were just unconscious. Again, from three in spurts in this game, they really, I mean, they started off, they were down 41 to 29 at the end of one, and you thought, okay, here we go. Here we go. The The Nets, they got KD. They're going to go on this huge run. They're going to put us away. It didn't, didn't really happen. There's, there's resolve in this team. There's fight in this team. And you saw that in the second quarter. They, they chipped away. Six of those 12 points to go into halftime down by six. And then they really run. Um, they they just did work in that third quarter. 37 points to 18 for the Nets. So keeping track at home, they scored 41 points in the first quarter. They would score 40 points combined in the second and third quarters really tightened up their defense they got the three ball to fall some some late game threes really kind of hurt their overall numbers but man these these dudes <laughs> they they took it right to Brooklyn and they didn't back down like at all DeAndre Jordan's kind of a punk too I want to talk about this real quick like he got a flagrant because he took Hamadou Diallo and like basically try to just run him over he had his arms extended and was like hitting him like he's an offensive lineman or defensive lineman in football hitting the sled like he was trying to run the sled drill on Hamadou Diallo just not man that's not cool there's and you know what DeAndre like there's a reason why there's a reason why Allen's got your spot there's a reason why you got 10 points in this game like sit down you are more you're just a name at this point So, yeah, that's off my chest. But Durant, 36 points, 11 boards, 4 assists. He still did his work. Karis LeVert, man, that guy is 
whenever Kyrie's gone, which tends to be a lot lately for some reason that people aren't really getting into, um, Levert's showing why he could potentially, you know, be a really, really important piece on a championship team or the number one piece on a playoff team, just like he was last year. 21 points there, six assists, four rebounds. Uh, TLC, Thunder Legend TLC had 12 points. But 129 to 116, the Thunder scored almost 130 points in this game. I feel like that's probably not going to happen a ton this season. But yeah. So that was the week. We went from Louisiana to two games in New York, and we came away with three wins and zero losses. At this point, I'm going to head on over to tankathon.com, and I'm going to take a sip of my Guinness (laughs) that's been sitting here getting warm. Right now, as it stands, Houston is the sixth pick which conveys to OKC because it's top four protected. Miami's pick at 16 would go to OKC in this in this scenario. And Oklahoma City would have the 20th pick, uh, you know, pre-lottery, all that stuff, in the draft. They would be a playoff team. They would be the eighth seed going against the Lakers. Hmm. Very reminiscent of a young squad as the eight seed going up against the defending champion Lakers. So that's a really cool parallel here. I'm trying to take out positives because OKC wouldn't be in the Cade Cunningham sweepstakes in this scenario, but Golden State has also played pretty well, and so they'd have the 22nd. So we would have pick six, pick 16, and the 22nd pick if you know all the odds held held serve and basically the worst teams got the best picks and all that stuff. So very interesting there that leads you to wonder, are we too good to tank? Well, I think right now with how the young guys are playing, we certainly are looking like it. Our schedule over the next 20 games is going to get difficult. We've got games against the Lakers. We got games against the Clippers. Really a lot of the top tier teams. We're going to start, seeing them filter into our schedule with consistency. And so that's going to naturally yield to losses, you would think, right? I'm I'm kind of over capping what this team can do on a singular night. Some of these guys can get really hot. Muscala go five for seven from three, for instance. Things like that can happen. But I would say that if we got, if we were able to move on from Horford and Hill, and Muscala, that would certainly assist us in the superstar hunting that Andrew Slecht and Alex Spears and all those guys at Down to Dunk uh, have mentioned. The superstar hunting, instead of saying tank, um, it's just another way to say it. But I, I don't know. Our bench is, is not great at times. Hamnu Diallo is really covering up a lot of those deficiencies with the second unit. And maybe that's by design. We'll see. Uh, I don't. I don't know. It would certainly help if we can make a move or two to make our lives just a little bit more difficult in getting those wins. But these 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 young guys are playing, and they love playing for Mark Dagnall. And SGA has has come out and said, "I love playing for him." He specifically kind of went out of his way to say that. So 
really good to see out of our young team, our young coach. Just thunder culture is a thing. Thunder culture is a thing. There's heat culture. That's that's cool. We got thunder culture, and those those young guys are buying in. Doesn't seem like there are a lot of egos here either. Guys are just trying to get better, and they're trying to work together and figure this thing out. So really cool. Uh, I got to say my player of the week is going to be Hamadou Diallo. Even though I know in that Pelican game, he didn't really do much. Shea went off for over 20 points a game. Um, but really with what he brought in the Nick game and then really helping us just go to town on Brooklyn. Man, 25 points and his um, 23 points. That's just something like we didn't see out of Hamadou Diallo. I really like it. So congratulations, you're our player of the week. What do the Oklahoma City Thunder have in the week to come? I will look at this schedule. All right. So on Tuesday, today, listening to this, we play at home against the San Antonio Spurs. We have the Lakers coming to town and the back-to-back on Wednesday. On Friday, we have Chicago coming to town. And then on Sunday, we have the Philadelphia 76ers coming to play us. Now, San Antonio, they're playing pretty good, too. Chicago is a dumpster fire. We're probably going to get that win. Los Angeles is tough, and Philadelphia is good at home. It's weird they're not playing very well on the road again for some reason, but they're still a really good team. I... My prediction is going to be 2-2. Two and two. I think we beat San Antonio and we beat Chicago. Probably lose to Los Angeles and lose to Philly. But that's four games, you know, basically within the next six nights. Um, we have three games in four nights starting tomorrow. So, going to start picking those games up a little bit. But, yeah, that's kind of where we are at in the week that was for Thunder Basketball and where we currently stand in the draft order, in the standings, and what we have on the horizon as far as games to play. Now, something else that is on the horizon, we have a campaign. We got new merch. We've got merch. We've got our boy, The Peak. Freak coined by Stephen Dolan at Steve Thunder Fan. Yo, Peak Freak merch is live on Bonfire. You can find a link through our Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. It's lit. I'm so excited. I've got a tank coming because I live in Texas and it's not going to be cold. Yes, it does get cold here a little bit. I've had to bust out the hoodies, but here in about eight weeks, it's going to start getting real nice. It's going to be suns out, guns out. You know, I'm rocking that tank for the peak freak. And we potentially have something else in the works. They Right back in the lab, we are getting some stuff accomplished here in 2021. We are not playing. So be on the lookout for all that stuff. You guys love the support. 
keep engaging with us and we'll try to make this thunder season that could be a playoff run it could be a run you know fade for Cade or whatever uh stepping for evan like i i i don't i don't know suck for sugs i whatever it is you know whatever you want to call it like could be that or it could be thunder u 2.0 and here we go so on behalf of all the guys the okc topic thunder podcast I'm at Maddie Moles Pod on Twitter saying thank you so much for listening, for all the support, all that you do for us. We we love it. We love Thunder Twitter. We love the NBA. We love the fact that we've got this team to root on and that we're hooping right now, right? So wash your hands, do your social distancing thing, hoop when you can, and as always, Thunder up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.